Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Help! I need somebody. Help! Not just anybody. Help! You know I need someone. Welcome to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. Family caregivers don't have to be alone in their experiences. You will hear from experts and other caregivers facing the same issues that you may be facing. Now, here is your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Welcome to Family Caregivers Unite. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, your host. I'm a physician trained in Britain, living in Canada, and who's worked in the U.S., since retiring from medical practice, I've become an activist for family caregiving. Our topic today is a question. The question is, what should family caregivers know before and after seniors fall? Now, here's some background on seniors' falls. Seniors' risks of falling increases, increase with age, and it's, the risk is greater for women than for men. Two-thirds of seniors who have a fall will fall again within six months. At least one-third of all seniors' falls involve safety hazards in the home. Medical conditions that cause seniors' falls include osteoporosis, which is, you know, the weakening of the bones, eye diseases like cataracts and glaucoma, which interfere with seeing, medications like sedatives, which interfere with balance and things like that, and also failure to exercise regularly, which just weakens the muscles, decreases strength and flexibility, and thins the bone. So, now, to discuss what family caregivers should know before and after seniors falls, our guests today are Bob Pearson and Neela Curtin. Now, first, Bob. Bob's been addressing environmental safety since 1975. Workplace and in-home slip and fall prevention is his major concern. Over the years, he's applied his expertise in developing products and services that are now available to the general public. Several government agencies have relied on him and his team to make recommendations to improve safety and reduce slips and falls. He's been the president of Kimmel of Canada for the past six years, and prior to that, he was in partnership with his now 79-year-old father. And he's going to tell you, and he will tell you, that he treats people in the way he would like his mother and father treated, and that he expects the same commitment on the part of all of his staff and all of his dealers. Now, Neela has worked with the aging population in many different capacities over the past 20 years. She has hands-on experience as an activities director, marketing director, and executive director. She served as executive director of a home care agency. And it's all this experience that's given her a keen understanding of the difficulties experienced by people navigating the maze of lifestyle options 
available to the senior population. And currently, she's responsible for the oversight of the operation of the retirement home portfolio with Greenwood Retirement Communities. She's accountable for all aspects, including labor relations, sales and marketing, financial management. And she monitors quality in all of Greenwood's residences to ensure they're adherent to corporate guidelines, policies and standards, legislation, and best practices. So, welcome to the show, Bob and Neela. Oh, thank you, Doctor. Thanks for having me. Great. Now, let's get started with Bob. Tell us a bit more, Bob, please, about what Kimmel of Canada does and what are its links, if any, with the USA? Well, Dr. Kimmel of Canada was a company that was formed basically many, many years ago that we wanted to bring products and services that had been developed mainly for industry to a level that could be available to the consumer. And in that course, it also became available to institutions and, in turn, retirement communities. So the the whole concept here was the need of slip and fall prevention was recognized at an industrial level, and now we've brought it down in an affordable way to offer it to the general public and, of course, other places where we find seniors, which are the most liable candidate for a slip and fall. Our links to the U.S. are through a business by the name of Bathcrest, which operates out of Salt Lake City, Utah, and has dealers spread throughout the United States. And they provide us with some of our products that we've been able to have available in Canada and, of course, throughout the United States. We've also been able to develop a slip and fall treatment that we are able to make sure that surfaces like ceramic tiles and ceramic coated or porcelain bathtubs are not slippery when they get wet. It's a very, very high incident area within any place. So those products and services are available not just in Canada, but also throughout the United States. Got it. Now, I'm just going to stop you there because you're going to have a moment or two more to talk about um, the kind of things that you offer and the rest of it. I want to ask Neela now, please tell us more about the Greenwood Retirement Community and what it does. Sure. Uh, Greenwood Retirement Community manages retirement homes in southern Ontario. We're a young company. Uh, We've grown from two homes to five in just two short years. Uh, Currently, we have homes in Peterborough, Lindsay, Scarborough, and Hamilton. And uh, we have a a lofty ambition, and that ambition is to be a leader within the industry. And we believe that the key to, to doing that is to be very attentive to the changing demands of our clients. Our homes uh, provide uh, tailored solutions for, for their every need and their desires. Uh, and uh, we, we believe we are uh, very good at what we do by integrating our collective experience and resources from across the entire organization. Uh, we focus on uh, quality services offered by quality people. We offer both permanent residency and short-term residency which is what uh, someone would do if they were recovering from an illness illness or injury. So that's a little bit about Greenwood Retirement Communities. Great. Bob, back to you now. 
How did you get actually involved yourself in senior slips and falls prevention? In other words, the emphasis on seniors here. How did you get, get involved? Well, I actually started doctor because one of my business partners was having difficulty getting in and out of a bathtub. It's got a fairly high wall to step over to get into it. And at that time, this is going back six years ago now, there was no real cost-effective manner to do so. It was a matter of ripping a bathtub out and replacing it with a walk-in shower. Now, this can cost anywhere from three to five to seven thousand dollars, depending on how involved the renovation can go. We needed to find a way to help that situation become more affordable. And if we could do that for one person, we could do it for a lot of people, especially seniors that live on fixed incomes. So we started searching. And ultimately, it led us to a company in the United States, Bathcrest, that was producing a product called the Walkthrough Tub Insert and had been doing so for about 10 years. We were able to obtain the Canadian rights to the distribution of that product and eventually set up a dealer network across Canada. That was the launching pad. From there, we started to look further into this whole matter of slip and fall prevention in seniors, and which led to people with disabilities as well, and found out that this now was going to be a major concern to an aging population, and we needed to act fast. If we were going to be able to be in a position to inform everybody of the products and services available, we needed to get on the bus and go for a ride. And this is where we've come to today. Right. Great story. Um, Neela, um, tell us about the way seniors' slips and falls and all the things that go with them influence your work. Well, doctor, it's a big part of what we do. Um, as you know, in Canada, it's the second leading cause of hospitalization for the people who are uh, our demographic, which is 65 plus. Um, and, and often we get a crisis call, uh, usually from the uh, family member, sometimes from the patient or the resident, and they're looking for a solution after the discharge from hospital has been announced, um, and uh, they're in a crisis situation. Um, many uh, older adults find Greenwood Retirement Communities or a place like that to be a perf perfect solution after they uh, are discharged from the hospital. It's in a place like a retirement home where they can take full advantage of some of the respite programs that are available uh, and some of the services that are available. Uh, the services include things like nursing, activation, and meals, um, along with OHIP-covered physiotherapy programs. It's these types of services uh, that people need when they're not quite ready to return home after hospitalization. Right. Now, this idea of taking particular specialist interest in what happens to people after they've come out of hospital following a slip and a fall, um, I think is, is, is familiar to you because it's the work you do, but I'm not sure how broadly familiar it is to the wider population of family caregivers. Do you want to say something about how well family caregivers um, cope with the kind of information that healthcare gives them when there's been a slip and a fall? 
they're a little overwhelmed, to say the very least. Um, you know, this is new to them. This is probably their first try time uh, trying to navigate the system. Uh, and it's a bit fragmented. The system is fragmented. And like I say, you don't often, most people don't do their homework in advance. So uh, when the discharge is pending, uh, and sometimes that happens very, very quickly, uh, families are in a real spin. And uh, they're, they're looking for a solution. And because they're not educated, uh, they, they sometimes make a, a wrong decision. Often somebody uh, is quite capable and able to return to home with a little bit of support and with a few adaptations to their home. Uh, sometimes that's not the case. Sometimes they need to go to a more supportive environment, like a retirement home. In these environments, there are staff 24 hours a day, so there's always somebody uh, at hand. Um, and, and if they're not quite able to cope in a retirement home, sometimes uh, a long-term care facility is the answer. Here, uh, there's uh, more, even more supportive care than you might, might find in a retirement home. Uh, somebody uh, who's not as medically stable might fit into that type of environment. Ideally, uh, most people want to go home, uh, and that's, you know, we, in a retirement home and in a long-term care facility, there, there is an opportunity to come and stay for a short period of time, uh, a, a week, a couple of weeks, a month, until somebody's uh, physical health is, is, has improved to the point that they're cope at home. Right. Neela, I'm going to stop you there because we're going to go into a break shortly. And I'm uh, just wanting a very quick question back to Bob. Do um, family caregivers come to you, uh, you as a company or you as an individual, for advice on slips and falls prevention? Most of the time, we end up getting the call after the fact. Very, very seldom do we get a call ahead of the issue, unless it is something like a scheduled surgery where we know that a hip or knee replacement is going to happen. Then the family might take the initiative to come along and say, Bob, what can we do? What can we do to our home so that mom doesn't have to lift her knee way up and bend it over the top of the tub? Where do we have to put the grab bars? That's when we'll get those kinds of calls. But most of the time, unfortunately, it's after the injury has occurred. Now, this is very quick. You say unfortunately. Does that mean that you feel that you could do more work ahead of time, so to speak, by taking inquiries of the kind that we've just been talking about before things go wrong? Oh, definitely. That's all the goal of what we're trying to do right now is give people the understanding that they pay money to insure their car, their homes, their property. It's time to take a little bit of effort and ensure their own safety by obtaining a couple grab bars and putting them in the right place just so they can stay Got by it. themselves. Got it. Okay, now we are at the time where we, we have to pay the rent, so we're going to take the short break now. This is Dr. Gordon Adderley, and my guests are Bob Pearson and Neela Curtin. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel. Please stay with us. We're coming back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. 
What if you could get the information that you've always needed from a good friend? If you don't know her already, you'll want to meet Janet Zapala. Janet is an accomplished radio and television personality who now brings her experience and a wealth of guests to VoiceAmerica.com. We'll feature discussions about food and drink, nutrition, lifestyles, and fitness, just to name a few. We'll talk about current events and what you want to hear about, too. The show is called Food for Thought. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. There are a number of health and social services available to individuals for low cost or no cost. Now there's a radio program devoted to bringing you the information you need. Tune in to Outreach Today with host Melissa Jenkins-Simon. Our program promotes the benefits and services of CI Incorporated, providing health and social services over a wide spectrum of resources and agencies. We want to help you. Tune in to Outreach Today, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Help, you know I need someone. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at mymonami.com. That's doc, letter G, at M-Y-M-O-N-A-M-I dot com. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Bob Pearson and Neela Curtin. Our topic is Before and After Seniors Falls. What family caregivers should know. Now, let's talk about the prevention of frail senior slips and falls. And starting with you, Bob, where in the home is the risk of slips and falls greatest? And what things should family caregivers look out for? Well, I think what's interesting, Doctor, is you mentioned in that first que- the question you've asked is a frail senior. And I think that's one of the things that we have to put out of, out of the the picture here. A slip and fall can occur to anybody. And that's what really what we have to concern ourselves with the prevention of, because it will be the injury sustained by an individual that could create them into a situation where they are going to be frail for the rest of their lives. So what we have to examine is where are the reports showing us where people are slipping and falling. And it's surprisingly enough, it's in the bathroom. There's water, there's slippery surfaces, there's nothing to hold on to. They get disorientated for some reason, heat, steam, cold water, hot water, stepping out with eyes steamy. Keeping in mind, a lot of people who need to wear glasses don't wear them. Nobody does when they're in the shower. Consequently, they can't necessarily see where they need to step. So the bathroom is the single leading area of a home where the majority of slips and falls occur that result in somebody being taken to the hospital. And you have to picture this now. A person has gone down hard into the bathtub, onto the bathtub edge, or landed on the floor. Most bathrooms are small and tiny. If the door is open inward, they may not even be able to be accessed easily. The person is there. They're not clothed. 
and now they're in, in help. They need somebody to come and assist them. And this is where now we could have prevented possibly this by taking a few necessary steps to examine what's really going on with these. So, okay, now I'm going to stop you there only because I want you to talk more about the, que the question of prevention in a moment. Mm -hmm. But I just want to come back to you on your point about my use of the word frail. You're absolutely right. Um, I stand corrected. It isn't just people who are frail now, right now, who we should be caring about. It's anybody who's uh, in the kind of situation in the bathroom where you've just been talking, what you've just been talking about, who's at risk, especially if they can't see very well or, you know, there's some other factor at work. So just want to emphasize back to you, that point is very well taken. Now, let me go to Neela, please. No one obviously plans for a family member to slip or fall. But nevertheless, what are the things that family caregivers should be thinking about when their family member is living alone? What are the things that you would uh, suggest they think about? Well, I guess uh, recognizing that uh, seniors are at the greatest risk to slip and fall. And, and that has to do with lots of things we've already spoke about, but lots of complications uh, due to age. They're, pro they're prone to osteoporosis. Uh, which makes her bones brittle and more likely to fracture. And, and let's face it, healing is just not the same uh, as that uh, of a 25-year-old. So according to the Center for D Disease Control and, uh, Control and Prevention, one in three seniors will suffer from a fall accident. And of those, 20 or 30 percent will suffer injury, injuries that are severe enough to impact their ability to lead independent lives. Um, so I guess the best advice is to prevent the falls. And you can, you know, there's lots of things that, that you, one could do to prevent a fall. Uh, things like encouraging loved ones to do balance and gait exercises. Uh, making sure that medications are not placing them at risk for drowsiness or dizziness. Uh, and, and of course, fall-proofing the home. In addition, I'm a very firm believer in proactive communication. Having open and regular communication around what's available uh, should the need, need arise, as well as a little bit of financial uh, planning. What are the financial implications of, of making a move into a, a more uh, supportive environment? And, and what's available publicly in terms of funding? These are all things I think we need to look at and to, to deal with in advance. And again, to be proactive is a, a real key here. Now, I just want to very quietly say with this point about planning. Um, it's not a good word in these sorts of circumstances, but, Neela, what you're really saying to us is, I think, that you're saying to family caregivers, you need to think about what the kind of things that might happen and what would you do what you'd do if they did happen. Am I right about that? You're right about that. And I, I think it's a very uncomfortable subject, uh, and most people uh, stay as far away from it as possible. But I think it is a, a dose of reality um, is, is sometimes good. Again, just so that you can be, uh, you can be prepared. And, and again, planning is something nobody plans to have a slip and fall accident. Nobody plans to end up in a retirement home or a long-term care facility. But it's really, I think, uh, good to know what to do in the event of. Got it. Yeah. Now back to Bob. Let's talk about hospitals, long-term care facilities, and retirement homes. 
What are the risks of slips? Where in those are the risks of slips and falls greatest? And what are the kinds of things that you recommend family caregivers to ask about? Well, I think the, the first thing is people, when they enter into a facility of this nature, is, is look just to see how clutter-free areas are. When you're dealing with hospitals and long-term care homes in, in particular, there's an awful lot of wheelchair traffic or, or walker traffic or people with canes. Anything that's in the way of the movement of people by use of those items could cause them to have an incident. So somebody could bump into a wheelchair and fall down. They could bump into a hospital bed that's out in the corridor. Those are the kinds of things. So keep the Look for keeping the corridors clean. Well lit is important as well. Hallways, are they carpeted? In the case of long-term care facilities, most of the time they are not. In the case of hospitals, they are all nice, clean, shiny floors. Watch out for the signs that say caution, wet floor. Those signs are there for a reason. Somebody knows there's an issue. Stay clear of those areas. A lot of people think the sign was put there an hour ago and the floor is dry. You can't take the chance. It's shiny. The fluid may have just been put there a few minutes ago, and that's exactly where you're going to put your foot and fall. Those are the initial places to look out for. Okay. Of course, once you get into the bathrooms again, same area. Right. Now, I'm going to stop you there because we'll be coming back in a different way to that question. Now I want to ask Neela. When you have a when you're a family member, you have a family member who's in a facility of some kind, the kind of facility that Bob's just been talking about. Um, what are the things that you believe family caregivers should be thinking about? I'm not really asking about the planning so much, although that may come into it. But what are the things that family caregivers need to think about when they've got a family member in a facility of some kind? Um, I think um, I think they need to recognize that the right time to move into a retirement home or a long-term care facility is when there's no other options available um, or viable, more, more like it. No other options are viable. Um, we are creatures of habit, and this is a major, major life change. And it can be very frightening and hard to accept. Most people, however, the good news story is most people find that their quality of life improves, uh, so much so that they wonder why they had waited and resisted. Um, retirement homes can improve uh, on every aspect of, of living, especially socially and physically. So I think that, you know, I, I would like to communicate that it's not as bad as people imagine or think. Right. Neela, I just want to clarify something. Are you saying that if somebody's in a facility, like a long-term care facility, they, the family and they should consider turning to a retirement facility um, as an alternative? Is that what you're saying? I'm, I'm saying that where people really want to be is in their own homes. That, that's, that's the first thought. So if somebody is uh, prone to slipping and falling or have had a slip and fall accident, the first thing one should do is think about how they can make their home safe because, I mean, ideally that's where everybody wants to be. 
if that option's not available, I think the next a step up would be a retirement home. Sometimes what happens is uh, the system is, as I said earlier, a little bit fragmented and people aren't really sure. And sometimes they might, you know, after a slip and fall and after discharge from hospital, automatically they think long-term care facility. That's just where a lot of people, that's where their mind goes. Uh, but there's lots, of, there's lots out there aside from uh, long-term care facility. And not that I have anything against long-term care facilities. There's a place in this world for long-term care facilities. But there's other options available. Again, ideally, a little bit of home care with a little bit of support from assistive devices like rails and uh, cut-out bathtubs and raised toilet seats and the like. Uh, that's, that's the ultimate. That's the ideal. Got it. Bob, back to you. Do um, family caregivers call you for advice when they've got a loved one in a long-term care facility? And if they don't, is that the kind of thing you would welcome? Is that, do you think you can be helpful to family caregivers in that what I call long-term care facility situation? What do you say? Well, long-term care is much different than a retirement home environment. Most people consider long-term care and a nursing home in the same vein. And really what that is, is this is in, in Canada, a place where somebody goes when they cannot look after themselves. And they probably won't be able to look after themselves again. So once you're into a long-term care facility or a nursing home, the people that are there are probably going to stay there. It's the long-term care homes that call us to ask, what is there that we can do to help increase our safety standards? And that's when we would then come along and work with the facility to assess the situation. Right. I know I'm pushing you on this point of of advice, um, but let me just continue to push you. Is that then um, something that... You would like to think that the combination of the family caregiver and the long-term care facility should actually call you um, to discuss, you know, whether the floors are okay, whether the bathtub is okay, whether all the kind of things you were talking about. Should they be consulting you, or is that really a responsibility for the long-term care facility? What do you think? It is the responsibility of the long-term care facility to maintain an environment that is at a safety standard that is set by all the governing bodies that there are throughout the United States and Canada. We can only come along if there is a number of incidents that have occurred that now somebody is looking for a solution to solve a problem with. Retirement homes have different options. And they can be anywhere from the retirement home taking the initiative to be proactive and look after any slip and fall considerations, or in some cases, the individuals who are living in the retirement home may like to take it upon themselves to add maybe an extra grab bar or two in a spot where they feel it's necessary. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Now... I'm going to take the break now because, as I always like to say, we do have to pay the rent. And uh, we're going to be coming back 
So this is Dr. Gordon Atherley. My guests are Bob Pearson and Neela Curtin. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel. Please stay tuned because, as I said, we are coming back. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Ever wondered what private investigators really do and how they go about solving cases? Each week, P.I.'s Declassified gives a glimpse into this little-known world. Join your host, Francie Kaler, a noted private investigator, in conversations with detectives and experts in the field. False confessions, forensic evidence, finding missing persons, exposing fraud, exonerating the innocent. All areas that Francie and her guests will cover, and have they got stories to tell. Tune in and call in to the live show Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, on Voice America Variety. Each week, Jimmy Gould brings you the stories and the people that you want to hear about. Tune in to Our Current Life to hear about the journey to success, how our guests became the people they are today, and the highs and lows they experienced along the way. Each hour will leave you inspired and entertained as Jimmy gets up close and personal with every week's guest and shares ideas you can identify with and apply to your own life. A Current Life with Jimmy Gould airs Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com you know I need someone. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at mymonami.com. That's doc, letter G, at M-Y-M-O-N-A-M-I dot com. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Bob Pearson and Leela Curtin. Our topic is Before and After Seniors Falls. What family caregivers should know. So let's talk about the things after a senior's fall that results in an injury which um, is really being taken very seriously. Bob, what are the things you recommend to family caregivers to consider by way of emergency planning in the event that their family member who's living alone experiences a, a serious fall, kind that is injur- inju- injuries them? Well, doctor, we're, we have to answer the, the question is how serious was the fall in the first place? Was it just a little bit of an embarrassment where somebody went down, happened to hit their emergency call button, and next thing you know, you have a half a dozen firefighters standing over you and a couple of EMS people while you're laying on the bathroom floor naked? Or are you being taken away in the ambulance for emergency surgery? And what is going to be the ultimate outcome of all of this? So if it's been more or less an accidental slip down and fall, maybe we can look and say, okay, by placing a couple of assistive devices in the right place, like a grab bar, then maybe by having that there, we can have an extra bit of stability for the person while moving around an environment that is known to be a hazard. 
if it's resulted in injury that requires more consideration to what needs to be done, the emergency planning part of this of what's got to happen before mom or dad comes home is what do we have to do? How soon do we have to do it? What is their recovery time, their rehab time? Are they going to be able to lift their legs up high enough to go up and down stairs? Do they need a ramp? Do they need a wheelchair access? All of these things have to be taken into consideration. And of course, what we don't want to do is have people make panic decisions that could cost them thousands and thousands of dollars when there are more reasonable cost-effective alternatives. Got it. Okay. Neela, after a family member has received hospital care for what I'm going to call a serious fall, that, you know, they've had to be in hospital for a while and things have to be done, but now they're ready for discharge, what normally happens next and what should family caregivers know and think about? Uh, the, we've all heard about uh, the late Friday afternoon discharge from the hospital. Um, you know, you've been there every day talking to the nurses about your loved one's condition. Um, you know, suddenly you're told that they're going home this afternoon. Uh, there's been no discussion about what the home care needs are. Um, you, you may have even been told, in fact, that you can't go home. And, uh, but no one's really told you how to find the care or what it will cost. And the stress can be, and confusion can be totally overwhelming. Um, and many retirement homes, uh, Greenwood retirement communities uh, included, it is easier than you think. Um, within 24 hours of receiving a call, most retirement homes are equipped to provide uh, respite or convalescent care, whether it be post-operative or post-hospital stay um, or somebody that's had, you know, just a, an admission because of, of being frail. Um, again, most retirement homes have these rooms and they're ready and, and you simply arrive with your suitcase and a few personal items. They're furnished, uh, they, they're decorated, and usually things like cable and telephone are included in the price. So uh, it is a little easier than you think, but initially that when you get that call or that you have that discussion with the discharge planning team that, you know, that mother or father can't go home, it just, it just is overwhelming. Got it. Bob? Um, you were talking about safety precautions uh, to be looked at when somebody's coming home. Please say more about them. In other words, somebody's returning home after hospital treatment for something that's been pretty serious of the kind that Neela was referring to. What, are the, what more do you want to say about safety precautions that you recommend to family caregivers? Well, Doctor, it's not just about modifications to the home to address maybe what caused the fall in the first place. But it's also an emotional thing. The person now is coming home. They could be in an environment where they're living alone again. There's fear of falling that could come into play. There is, I've been dropped off. Now I'm on my own again. I think the family caregivers need to kind of put themselves into the situation that their mom and dad are faced with now. How independent do they need to be? Can we keep an eye on them? Can we drop by every day? Can we check on them? Can we phone them? Can we not let them feel that they're all by themselves when they might have been before? So first question is, what can we do to make, to 
coming home as comfortable and as comfortable as, as possible to the individual, and how can we reassure them that things are going to be okay. Once we've done that, we've got the family around them, now we can start to integrate the other plans in place that will allow them to live a normal life. Very clear. Neela, say more, please, about the role of the retirement home for someone who's been discharged from hospital in the circumstances we're talking about. And what are the things that family caregivers should know and think about in relation to the retirement home option? Neela? Uh, Sure. I want to say first that... uh, Moving into a retirement community is not the same as it was in the past uh, when people really wanted to avoid being put in nursing homes uh, or retirement homes. Um, There are a number of retirement home choices in the market, and it's increasing all of the time. Um, In response to an aging population, and they demand uh, freedom of choice. And by uh, 2017, it is estimated that 65 the population 65 and older will account for 13% of the Canadian population. That's a lot of folks. Uh, and in response, uh, we've had to adapt. The retirement home industry has had to adapt. Um, and there's just a, a, a huge choice of options. And, uh, you know, that's a good thing. Uh, the other thing to know is that a move to a retirement home does not have to be a permanent move. Many, many of our residents come for a short period of time. Uh, like I said before, after the, you know, while they're recovering from an injury or, or illness or for a trial stay, that sort of thing. In fact, a large number of these people come back after a short stay because it was far, far different and, and much better uh, than they ever anticipated. So I think that's uh, something that people would like to know. Right. I'm just going to ask you, Bob, um, You were talking about, I'm going to call them the psychological aspects of returning home to a place where you've had a serious fall, and if I may strongly support you on that. Now, what do you see then as the role of the retirement home, perhaps in building people's confidence up through a little bit of rest, whatever it is, a little bit of um, bridging between the hospital and the home as a way of dealing with that, what you called an emotional issue, which I think is a very real one. Bob, what do you think? Well, it gives the not only the caregiver, but, but also the person who's, who suffered the injury time to sort of reflect on what's really gone on and where their next step is going. Are we going to get mom or dad back home? in their own home, or are we going to start to sort of introduce the whole idea of, yes, this is going to be a better option to plan ahead that now we've got you interested in considering the features and the benefits of living in a retirement home environment, which I want to just echo what Neil has said so a little stronger possibly is that nursing homes are not retirement homes. And a lot of people still to this day think as soon as you say, I want you to go and have a look at a retirement home to a senior, that they immediately have the picture in their head of people laying in a hospital bed 
and sleeping for 20 hours a day and only waking up to go and eat. A retirement home is an amazing place to have a time of your life that could be very, very well suited to an individual. So the time in the retirement home is an opportunity for people, the family caregivers as well as the individual. Got it. So in other words, this is a way of reducing the stress, reducing the fear, giving some rest to the family as well as the person, and really helping to make a decision. And this is back to Neela's point about, you know, where to go under the circumstances of who we are, what we've been through, and what we think we're going to face. Now, on that point, we have to take the break once more. So this is Dr. Gordon Affley, and my guests are Bob Pearson and Neela Curtin. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned. We're coming back. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Do you feel as if your life is just filled with random awkward moments? Believe me, you're not alone. Tune in every Friday for TAG, the Awkward Girl Guide, with your host, Ashley Iola. Ashley has learned to own her awkward, and she guides you how to do the same. It's awkward, but it can be a lot of fun, too. We'll talk about relationships, sports, food, health, family life, and social life. Each show hopes to make you a bit more in control of your awkward. Tune in to TAG, the Awkward Girl Guide, Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Help, you know I need someone. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at mymonami.com. That's Doc, letter G, at M-Y-M-O-N-A-M-I dot com. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Bob Pearson and Neela Curtin. Our topic is Before and After Seniors Falls, What Family Caregivers Should Know. Now, let's talk about the things that you two, both of you, individually would like to see done to improve slip and fall prevention and to improve the support for people in their families when a family member is recovering from what I call a serious fall. So, Bob, starting with you, what are the two most important things that you would like to see done to reduce the risks of slips and falls for elderly people, and who should do those things? Well, that's probably one of the most direct questions we could hope to be asked at this time is because really what it comes down to is Who's going to look in their own backyard to determine if the lawn needs cutting? People don't like to do that. And today, we, as the generation of the seniors of our society, we have to be the ones who are proactive. And the first and foremost thing is to take the time to consider what 
is in the environment where mom and or dad are living in that could become a problem for them? Is it dark lit hallways? Is it a slippery bathroom? Is it stairs that are too steep without handrails? Is it a walkway that's not shoveled if there's snow? Take time to assess the environment either on your own first or as a family team. Show you care your loved ones. Take the time to do it. Got it. Naila, the two most important things you would like to see done to improve the support for people and their families when a family member has suffered a serious fall. Uh, two things are uh, improvements to the system, and I'll explain that in a moment, and education. Uh, first off, improvements to the system, and what I mean, what I mean by that is the discharge planning process is uh, quite inconsistent. It varies from hospital to hospital. Who does it, when it's done, what kind of follow-up is mandated, and whether caregivers are assessed for their ability to provide the care are all elements that differ from setting to setting. Um, despite the benefits of good discharge planning and uh, on the well-being and stress levels of families and patients, it's often not given the attention it deserves. So I think we need to invest a little more time in that whole uh, planning process. Uh, Secondly, as I said, education. Uh, Educating professionals uh, and the public at large, we we need to do this, uh, especially after a serious fall. Um, we need to find a way to coordinate the care and the information from across all sites, from hospitals to retirement homes to long-term care facilities. Everybody would be better served by this. And, uh, you know, I don't have the answers on how we do this, but certainly I think if we were to develop educational materials uh, to help people navigate their maze of option, options, that would be most helpful. As Bob was alluding to earlier, uh, people just don't know. They don't know the difference between a retirement home and a long-term care facility, and uh, that's very troubling. I'm going to ask you both um, a question which I have an interest in, and that is particular interest, a personal interest, and that is I see a need for what I call family caregiver guidelines. That is, as, you, as everybody knows, for doctors and nurses more and more rely on things called clinical practice guidelines. I think family caregivers need guidelines of their own. That is, you know, they're understandable, they're useful, but they would address the kind of things that you both are talking about. Now, Bob, first off, do you have any sympathy with that point of view that I've just put to you, guidelines? I think you're back to the same sort of answer that Neela just gave you. It's all about education. We can't force anybody to behave a certain way in their own home. And consequently, you can't force a family member to treat their their mom or dad a certain way. All we can hope to do is to put the information in front of the folks and let them take an active role in hoping that they can keep their loved one as safe and as live as long as possible. Got it. Neela, what do you think about the idea of a guideline for family caregivers on these sorts of things we've been talking about? I think guidelines would be most helpful. I think the guidelines would have to include information on, you know, what's the difference, uh, who needs a retirement home, who needs a, a long-term care facility, and who, who could uh, benefit from home care. 
all of these guidelines, I think, would be uh, well used and uh, in much need. As I uh, said in the first segment, uh, often we get the crisis call, and we see firsthand the confusion that exists and uh, the absolute panic uh, that that comes when somebody is uh, in a place in the situation where they have to make a decision so research 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 is uh, you know something that i can't say strongly enough and uh, i think that once people uh, are informed it's going to reduce the stress and the panic that one feels when when this situation occurs right now the, the last questions for both of you, they're both the same. What, Bob, first of all, with you, what's your message, your quick takeaway message to family caregivers about risks of slips and falls for family members who are seniors? What's your message? The message I would offer for everyone is walk a day in your own parents' shoes. Try to move around the house the way they do try to reach tall shelves, try to walk on slippery slopes, try to get in and out of the house with frail hands. Mimic their actions and see what you can do and see what you can't do and see how limiting things are in their lives. Anything that could cause a slip, trip, or fall is something that then needs to be dealt with immediately and as soon as possible to help prevent something happening to your loved ones. Right. Neela, what's your message to family caregivers when somebody's suffered, a senior has suffered a serious fall and they're awaiting discharge from hospital? I think, again, I can't stress it enough to be very proactive. So even before the slip and fall occurs, do your research, understand what's available, understand what the cost implications are, and uh, get out there and, and do some uh, visiting. Have that very difficult conversation with your mom or your dad to say, you know, if something were to happen, what would you like to ha- see happen? And uh, research all of the options and, and be an informed customer. Right. Now, I'm going to just quickly come back to this question of guidelines um, in this way. I do think that it, education is important and that education is usually best when it's clear, straightforward and practical and useful. You know, you can read all kinds of stuff, uh, advisory information, but sometimes it doesn't apply to me, sometimes I don't really understand it, sometimes it doesn't seem to be all that practicable. So what I would like to suggest to you both is, uh, and this is a little bit of a Uh, a little bit of a push. I think I'd like people like us three and others to get together to talk about doing a guideline of some kind that covers the things that you both have made, suggestions you've made, things you've discussed, and also the the kind of message that you've given the family caregivers as a result of this show, because um, I think that's the way in which Um, family caregivers can be reached, not in a way that nags them or in a way that is intrusive or, you know, this was Bob's point, you can't order them about in their own homes, but you can give them advice and people in their hearts, don't they, they worry about things and particularly if the member of the family that they're concerned about isn't 
in the same area because, you know, more and more in North America, people are all over the place. And so the idea that we're going to be able to produce some information that's valuable to them, um, I would like to think is important. Now, just in a few seconds, <laughs> please, Bob, first and then Neela, um, would you be willing to just informally talk with me about doing something along the lines of a guideline. Bob, first of all. Well, Doctor, I'm, I'm game to have a lunch with you anytime you're willing to buy. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Yeah, both of me. Neela, what do you Neela, I think, would be more than happy to come along, too. So, <laughs> yes, of course, lunch or no lunch, I, I would be more than willing to come along and, and just throw this on, out on the table and let's see what we can come up with, just just to go in the right direction. Neela, are you game for that? Absolutely. All I'm right, game for anything that's going to ease the stress level of the family caregiver and, uh, more importantly, of the client, the resident uh, involved. It's a very stressful uh, time of, of life, and of anything to make it easier, I'm game for. Right, we're on. Now, we have to close, unfortunately, so I want to say thank you to our listeners. I want to say thank you to Bob and to Neela, for sharing with us your experience, your insights, and your advice, but also making us think about things that sometimes we should think about and don't. So to both of you, all success to you in your work. Just keep it up. Now, in our next episode, we're going to be talking about helping family caregivers when there's mental illness in the family. So, dear listeners, please join us, same time, same spot, on the Internet. Talk to you then. Thank you again for joining us this week for Family Caregivers Unite with your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. And until then, we hope our program will help make the coming week easier and more hopeful. And I do appreciate you being around. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.